You're listening to a BGE podcast. To the Friday edition Cut Straight Weekend Workshop. My name is Chris Peltz, and I'm so glad everybody has decided to listen to this Friday's episode of the Blind Grilling Experience uh, Weekend Edition here uh, on the BGE podcast. Folks, uh, the email address is blindgrilling at gmail. Dot com. You can contact us and uh, give us your feedback. We love hearing from you. Really do appreciate that. I, there's a few things I'm going to be asking folks today and would love to hear from you on some suggestions, um, some some uh, <clears throat> things that I'm working on, things that I'm, I'm trying to figure out on my own, actually. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, anybody out there has got some feedback, some suggestions for me, and um, you know, we'll get to that in just a minute. Again, blindgrilling at gmail.com is uh, the way you can contact us. That's probably the best and uh, most efficient way. Of course, remember you can go and check out some of our YouTube videos at youtube.com slash blindgrilling and on Facebook, facebook.com slash blindgrilling as well, and uh, even on Instagram and Twitter at Blind Grilling. You can find us there also. Um, you know, I, I know it's, you know, all that is Blind Grilling. And, and and certainly, you know, Mondays we have the grilling podcast that drops uh, every Monday. And on Wednesdays we have the My Story, which kind of brings you through my journey of sight loss and how I got to the point where I'm at today. And so I hope you guys are enjoying those listening and uh, love to hear what you think about all of that also. One of the things I thought I'd talk about today on the Weekend Workshop edition is uh, is finding the kind of wood that you want to work with. Generally, we're talking about, uh, at least me, I, I'm thinking hardwoods for most of the projects that I'm engaged in, whether it's oak or walnut, uh, whether it's a maple or a sycamore, you know, those are the the types of woods that uh, I'm generally going to be working with just because they're readily available to me, especially here in, in this particular area. But sometimes going out to the shop, I can grab a piece of wood and, and I might not necessarily know exactly what it is. You know, I, I might not know if it's a, a white oak. I might not know if it is... Uh, you know, a walnut, or sometimes even, you know, telling between sycamore and, and maple, uh, it's not always the easiest thing to do, If especially if I've put a pile of, uh, of, of wood up and just, you know, haven't been keeping track or have lost track of some of the wood that I've got and I'm using. And this is where I really would like some feedback. I don't know if you guys have used any apps that identify wood. I know they're out there. Uh, I've been to some uh, hardwood stores, and uh, some of the folks working there have used them. And And I, I always forget what they call it, what the name of the app is. And so uh, I was thinking about that this week, 
you know, I my wife, of course, decided, not, and generally I've kept track of things. I, I know what certain woods kind of feel like for the most part, but sometimes I don't know, and I've been able to ask her. But, you know, that, that's not always going to be the case, and I know that. And so I would really like to know if you guys have an app you know, maybe somebody's in the flowers or, you know, tr- just trees in general. And maybe, you know, if there's an app out there that's accessible that you guys use that uh, helps you identify certain things like that, um, that would be that'd be really cool. I'd, I'd love to know about that. Uh, shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Uh, and let me know about the app that uh, that maybe you're using or, you know, someone uh, is is using that's accessible uh, and and works for identifying uh, wood because uh, that'd be real handy. That would that would be handy for me. And I know I could probably get on there and and I'm afraid what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a bunch of apps that say they do it, and I'll start downloading them and they won't be accessible. Now I don't know. You know that maybe they will be, but it, I figured uh, you know what maybe that'd be something you guys uh, maybe already know and can help me out with that. So that would be, that'd be awesome. I would love to hear what you guys think and if there's anything you guys are using. Um, also, one of the things, a question that I had one time, and it's interesting because uh, I was trying to find which way the grain was running on a piece of wood. And that was something that... Uh, what I didn't think, I don't know what I was thinking, really. It's just like, it's not obvious. I mean, I can't see, you know, running my hands across the top of the wood, I can't tell which way the grain is going, right? And that's pretty important in woodworking, especially when it comes to sanding. Sometimes some of the cuts that you make, you want to be really careful. And whether you're doing a cross cut or you, whether you're going with the grain, uh, but especially when it comes to sanding, when it comes to finishing work, you really need to know, you know, to get your best results, which way the grain is going. Because a lot of times you want to sand with the grain. And then also when you're applying certain finishes or clear coats or, you know, uh, it, whether it's a stain or whether uh, it's like a waterlock, whatever it is, sometimes it's really best if you can go with the grain. And that's not easy for someone who can't see just to look. And, you know, I mean, obviously you can't just look and say, oh, yeah, the grain's going this way or that way. And I was trying to figure it out. I did not have my wife here. And it just so happened that the the, the cabinet maker that's really been supportive of me uh, and helping me out answering questions happened to call me to ask me a couple of questions on another subject. And... I was like, hey, while I got you on the phone, Myron, I, I got a question for you. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out which way the grain runs. And uh, I, I didn't know if you had any tips or tricks, you know, and uh, maybe for somebody you can't see, you know, what, you know, is there something I should be, um, you know, that you could point out on the wood, something I could feel or something? He goes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, what you can do is you can take uh, the cuts, let's say the, uh, to go to a corner of the wood where a cut, right, you've got a, a, a cut running right to left, and then you've got the cut that runs you know, front to back. And you go to that corner, and you take your nail right along that, that edge, and you run your nail, uh, your fingernail, um, across the, the side of the wood. 
And if it's real smooth, right, that's probably going with the grain. And if it's catching your nail, that'd be against the grain. And so you can use your fingernail uh, to kind of tell which way the grain is running, whether it's going right to left or front to back. And uh, just by using your nail along the edge, the, the, one of the cuts of that wood. And I found that very handy, and, and, and it's worked. So far, it's worked every time for me. And it's been awesome because you know, I haven't had to you know, ask anyone for help. I haven't had to you know, rely upon my wife or anyone else in the shop. If they hand me a piece of wood and I need to do something with it and I need to know which way the grain's running, you know, I don't have to ask them, you know, you know, when they hand it to me, which way is the grain running? I can actually figure that out on my own. Now, there's been a couple of times, you know, when I was first starting this and trying to figure that out that I thought, man, I really want to make sure. And so I did ask, but I was always basically reassured that, yeah, I got it right. And so that was awesome, you know, being able to figure that out on my own just by, you know, using my fingernail to run along the cut edge and uh, whether it was smooth or whether it would catch my nail. And, uh, you know, if it was catching my nail, I knew I was going against the grain. Uh, and so uh, that that helped me out a lot. And that was also helpful because when I'm putting together uh, not only furniture, but uh, some boxes, whether it's a end table or whether it's a recipe box or something like that, you know, I... Um, I like to have the grains, you know, running the same way, running, you know, uniform, not uh, unless there's something decorative else that I'm doing where the front and back, the grains running maybe right to left. And then the, the two sides, the grain might be running up and down and on a box. And, and there's certain ways you can do that, especially of different woods. But if I'm using all the same wood, I try to get the grains all, you know, going, you know, right to left as the box is turned. It's all running um, horizontally. And, uh, and, and that's been helpful, a great tip to kind of figure that out. So uh, I thought I'd share that with you guys, you know, for those who are getting into woodworking and you're trying to figure out, well, how am I going to know this? How am I going to know that? There are ways to get it done. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm interested in the app, like I said earlier, if there's something that folks are using to identify um, you know, maybe plants or trees that maybe it could identify wood, you know, that uh, uh, that we take a picture of or, you know, put it, put the camera up to it from our phones. Now, um, you know, uh, and, and kind of along those same lines, um, you know, when we're when we're trying to figure this out, we're trying to, you know, put these projects together and figure out what we're going to work on. You know, th that's important as well, you know, because of the strength of the wood, um, you know, and the way it can look. And so, uh, again, that's just something that's real important. I think it's something that is, uh, it's it's handy for us to know. And we're going to get into lots of little tips and tricks, you know, over the next few weeks uh, on things that we can do because, you know, sometimes we're trying to figure out how are we going to do this. But also, I know there's another app called Ira, A-I-R-A. Um, and it's, it's one of those apps where, uh, you, you actually contact somebody and they get into your phone remotely and they use your camera and they're trained. These are trained professionals. I mean, I, I haven't used it personally, but I have a lot of, 
uh, folks that I, I know personally uh, who have used it, blind and visually impaired individuals that uh, get on this app, Ira, and uh, the person on the other end is able to guide them in, in situations or identify certain things. And and I know there's a certain amount of minutes you get free, either whether it's a, a day, a week, or, or a month, or whatever it is. Uh, there's, you know, you, you can have a certain amount of free time before you have to pay for anything. And, I, I, you know, I don't know if how they would do that. They may not be familiar with, um, you know, with, with wood, and so you may be showing them a piece of sycamore and, and a piece of maple, and they might not have a clue. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they could look it up real quick or not. And so I haven't really tried that avenue of, of identifying the wood. <clears throat> but uh, but who knows? You know, it, maybe you get somebody who's, uh, you know, into that kind of thing and, and – uh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't that be something? <laughs> you know, they can tell. Yeah, that's what kind of tree it is, and uh, that's what that's the kind of wood it is. Uh, but if nothing else, maybe they could describe it. Maybe you know, you got some dark wood like a, a walnut, or maybe they, you know, you know, you've got you know your lighter woods and how the grain runs. Because I can tell you now, sycamore is really unique in how the grain runs. Uh, granted, once it's when it's cut, I mean, you can still use the little fingernail trick. But what's really cool about the sycamore, some of that I've used in making the handles for the big green egg, what's been awesome is people grab that sycamore and they're like, "What you know? What did you do to this wood? You know what? Um, you know how did you get this effect?" And I'm I'm trying to figure out at first. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, my wife had mentioned it a few times and. Uh, and some other folks that have uh, gotten these handles have uh, that can see have mentioned just how unique the grain is, and and at first they didn't realize it was the grain because there's some on this sycamore it almost looks like as they describe it like a a, a cheetah pattern right um, like leopard spots in a way and then there's others where the grain is just just the way it turns, it's beautiful, but very unique. Uh, and, um, you know, it's not just a very uniform, you know, going down a line, maybe subtle curves or anything like that. It's, it's, it's kind of random in some ways it, it would seem. And it just makes for some really pretty wood. And especially when you put uh, a clear coat on it or water lock or something on it, it, it really makes all of that pop. And, and uh, people seem to be really impressed with that particular uh, wood, and, uh, and and which is awesome. You know, I, I really love it. I wish I could appreciate it a little bit more. You know, I hear it described, and and it it excites me just to you know know that you know they they enjoy something that I've been able to create, and they they want it. But then to hear them talk about you know just how that wood really looks and and um and it's just awesome it's just really cool um and and each wood is unique in that respect you know there are you know various things about the wood that whether it's walnut or maple but uh, you know especially the sycamore i've got some white oak that i'm working on handles right now and um and it's uh, it's kind of it's a unique feel to it you know but e- each wood you know the density is different the you know, and so you could make the exact same size handle, and yet one's going to be a little heavier than the other. And uh, you know, it's just it, it to me, it's fascinating. It, it really is. 
but I love turning out a, a completed project and you know and just feeling it and knowing that this is something I was able to do. It was it was awesome. It really helps me, you know, with confidence because you know I, I I'm not the most confident person uh, by any means, <clears throat> and so. Uh, especially when it comes to travel, you know, and and this this is this is something that helps me, uh, you know, kind of gain that confidence, knowing that I'm able to accomplish things that sometimes in my I convince myself in my own mind I can't do, and so that's that's been something that's really uh, helped me and has been important to me, uh, and so I I really uh, enjoy you know having a finished project and and just kind of sit back and. Um, you know, just think about everything that I went through to get to this point and uh, the tools that I had to use, the, you know, the, how I was needed to measure it, how, you know, just some of the preciseness, you know, precision that had to go into, especially where to put uh, screw holes, you know, when you, when you had to pre-drill certain things so it would fit on the band of the big green egg. I mean, that's just, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, when it all comes together, you know, it's just like, wow, that's awesome. That That is really cool. And, um, you know, and and hopefully through this podcast, as we go through this, uh, I, I can help others to, you know, have that confidence as well and to know that just because you've suffered sight loss doesn't mean you can't do this anymore. Um, so some of the tools, you know, well, I, I guess I want to talk about some of the tools we're using. I do have plans to have somebody on with me, hopefully here in the very near future, if not next week, the week after, um, someone we I've got planned to come on and talk about their experience with um, with woodworking with a visual impairment um, and and some of the things that uh, are helpful in that. So so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But um, you know, right now it's just it's really just a matter of of not just talking about, but going out and getting it done. Right, going out and finding out what tools you've got, and sometimes that's a big thing. You know, what tools do you have that you can use? You know, is it just merely a drill and uh, you know maybe a, a skill saw or circular saw? You know, if that's all you've got, that then you know that's something you can work with and you can build something with that. Um, you know, it, it can happen, and. Uh, you know, you may think, well, what? What could we possibly make? Well, there's, you know, end tables. You can make end tables with merely those two tools. Um, you know, uh, getting the wood and, um, you know, uh, getting things measured, you know, being able to measure, of course. We talked about the click rule and the tape king talking tape measure, you know, those types of things. But uh, you can do things with basic tools, no doubt about it. And sometimes those basic tools, you know, is, uh, is you know, your best friend in the shop, uh, even more so than, you know, the great big power tools that, you know, folks are always, you know, talking about. You know, you may think, well, I, I need to have a chop saw or, you know, a sliding miter saw. I need to have a table saw. A lot of my projects got done with, uh, with a bandsaw. A bandsaw was something that I use and still use. I've used it today, in fact, uh, it, to accomplish most of my projects. And so that the the bandsaw has been absolutely vital for me. Uh, it's one that I'm confident using. It's one that I'm f- very f- gotten very familiar with. 
And even some cuts, while it's not the best tool for the job, um, you know, there, there are certainly ways, you know, some tools can do a better job at certain cuts. A bandsaw can be a pretty rough cut machine and, and not the smoothest of cuts. But, you know, if you have something else, you, of course, sanding can bring that down. Or if you have a planer that can bring it down, um, and, you know, make it as though it was cut on a, uh, you know, like a, a miter saw or, uh, a table saw, <clears throat> excuse me. But, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's just easier to go to a tool that you know and you have confidence in and uh, you know that'll work for you and what you're wanting to do. And, and that's, you know, that, that's part of it, especially, you know, for someone who's blind or visually impaired, you know, having the confidence to use the tool. Because sometimes if, if we're scared of the, you know, not just a healthy respect, but if we're scared of the tool altogether, um, you know, that, you know, dangerous things can happen. I mean, it, it really can. I mean, this is a serious thing. And, and, you know, there's a lot of sighted folks that are hurt by these tools, you know, every year. And, uh, you know, and so when you, you take the eyes out of the equation, uh, there's a lot more opportunity for disaster. <laughs> and so um, it, it's just one of those things that you have to be really smart about. And, and if, if something feels wrong, then just stop and, uh, you know, double check everything again. Uh, but yeah, the, the bandsaw is one that, uh, you know, is, was one of my first tools, big, you know, as far as a big power, uh, you know, machine that, that I use constantly all the time and it and works great. Um, but the biggest thing really, I, I think is figuring out what kind of project you want to build. What do you want to work on? Um, you know, whether it's a, some, a piece of furniture, whether it's a small box, whether it's, you know, some type of handle, whether uh, it's like trivets. I make trivets for setting pots on uh, in the kitchen to, you know, save, uh, you know, keep from burning the counter. You got a hot pan or, you know, a hot pot that you can set on a trivet, um, you know, or out on the table, you know, and to keep from uh, something hot burning the table, you know, so I can make these little trivets. And, you know, just, just being able to do something like that is... Um, <clears throat> is freeing, <laughs> I guess, uh, is the thing. But sometimes figuring out what project you want to make. Uh, and, you know, maybe starting small. Maybe starting with something like uh, coasters, right, and making some small squares that you can sand down and finish really nice and, uh, you know, buy a little bit of uh, cork or some kind of pad that goes on the bottom so they, you know, kind of non-skid when you set them on your, uh, on your end table so that you can set a drink on it. You know, sometimes just little things like that can kind of help build your confidence, right, and, and help you work towards bigger projects, bigger goals. Uh, you know, because the, the, the duck calls were, were kind of that for me, that, that small little project that, you know, allowed me and built my confidence to move into bigger projects, right? Turning table legs, you know, much bigger project than just turning a duck call. Um, and so, you know, th those, those types of little things, sometimes starting small and moving up uh, is, is a really good way to go. And, you know, like I said, if all you've got is a circular saw uh, and, 
and to drill, right? You you know, in a way to measure, then you can with that circular saw make some pretty good cuts and out of a, a slab of wood to make um, you know, coasters, right? And and kind of start there, and then work on you finishing, work on sanding, uh, and then you know, and, and then finishing it off. So th- there's there's little things that you can do to start woodworking and and work on building your confidence with the tools and sometimes getting some scrap wood getting things set up and running that tool you know through the wood or running the wood through the tool depending on what you're using um, and, and making a cut so you know how wood reacts you know how the tool reacts uh and and you you feel it for yourself um you know, that, that's a good way to start as well. And so I know we talked last week about being familiar with the tool, knowing where everything is, uh, where the shutoffs are, you know, doing all of that, certainly. But then, you know, with some scrap wood, things that, you know, is just not, um, you know, not worried about a project, you're not worried about anything coming out perfect, but just going through some of the motions and getting a feel for the tool itself. And, you know, that'll help kind of build your confidence, knowing how things, you know, are going to act, react, um, and uh, and go from there. So, anyway, I hope that's given you guys some things to think about. Again, if you know of a, an app to identify wood, let me know. Um, you know, if you grab a piece of wood next time, you're trying to figure out, you know, which way is the grain run. You know, use your fingernail and run it along the edges and, uh, you know, see how it catches on, you know, the two opposite edges and on, um, you know, the ones that run perpendicular to those, then, you know, see how smooth it is and see if you can tell which way the grain is running and, uh, you know, work on that, work on that a little bit and, and pick a small project, you know, and, uh, and go from there. Shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Again, we're looking forward to some, uh, having some guests on to talk about some other things. And then we're going to get into some specifics on projects. If you have a project you want us to work on, you want us to build, um, let me know. I'm always interested in that. What I know for sure I'm going to go through the process of the handles for grills, and I'm going to go through the process for the uh, for the recipe boxes, uh, and, and we may go through some other, you know, as time goes on. We'll see what kind of interest we've got uh, in, uh, in these episodes and, and just kind of grow it from there. So, again, folks, we really do appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to the Blind Grilling Experience. Of course, this is the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop Edition. So, uh, folks, be sure and tune in next Friday. But don't forget Monday's episode and Wednesday's episodes as well. Let us know what you think. Give us a rating also. And until next week, cut straight.